Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Bright Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Bright. So good. Tonight we're in for a treat, man. I'm, I'm pumped to be here and I'm so grateful to God and so grateful to Jesus for loving us so much. Whether you've been in church for a long time or whether it's your first time here and you just decided to check it out, you heard about this crazy Asian guy from Canberra, and you're like, I'm going to check it out, see if it's the real deal. I just wanted you to know that you don't have to believe to belong, that you are family here at Bright Church, that we value, th- that, we w- value you, that we love you, that we honor you, and we're so grateful that we get to worship God with you. And we just pray that you enjoy tonight and receive something very special that you'll never forget. That tonight will be your night. That's what I'm believing for. Hey, the title of the message tonight is, There is a Flame. Turn to the person next to you and say, There is a Flame. There is a Flame. There is a Flame. There is a Fire. You feel that, Amy? Just a passion. A passion. There are people here that are, that are pursuing God, that are seeking God. And I believe that tonight is your night to get a reward. Tonight is your night to get breakthrough. Tonight is your night for that miracle that you've been believing for. Tonight is the night where you're going to be like, wow, I've got clarity. Wow, I've been praying for that dream to come alive again. I've been praying for that vision to come to fruition. I want some clarity. I want God to speak to me. I believe that for so many of you here tonight, tonight is your night. Turn to the person next to you and say, tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Hey, as Pastor Ben said, my name is Teo and I'm a pastor at Life Unlimited Church and uh, I've got a beautiful wife, as he said, uh, Pastor Lucy, which I call Lucy at home. <laughs> I don't call her pastor. It's like, Pastor, call me Lucy. And then just getting to know Lucy's family, her extended family and uh, extended relatives, I quickly realized that Lucy was, uh, well, is an indigenous girl, a Wiradjuri girl. And Wiradjuri is the largest indigenous tribe in Australia. And it was just great because the whole family just accepted me and embraced me straight away. They were like, you're part of the family, cuz. You're a brother. I'm like, okay, cool. The last time I looked at my skin, it was a rather yellow, but... I'll be a brother. No worries, man. I'll just get a suntan, you know what I'm saying. Start looking Filipino a little bit, but Clive's like, nah, man. You don't have the anointing I do. <laughs> that Filipino anointing. No, you guys, you like karaoke. It's good, man. That's how you get the musical skill, eh, and the gifting. Just karaoke it up. These guys know how to sing before they're even three years old. It's awesome. But yeah, so meeting Lucy and so finding out that she's Aboriginal. And then myself, my parents came from Japan and they migrated here to Australia many years ago and I was born here. And so I'm Japanese and Lucy's Aboriginal and so now I have two boys by default are Japoriginals. <laughs> They're Japoriginals. And I've got a story, a Japoriginal story. Who wants a Japoriginal story? Yeah, I've got many. I've got so many. So it's a childcare center. Okay, just imagine. I'm going to paint this picture for you. You're at a childcare or a daycare center. All right? And it's a safe place. All the kids are having fun. All the kids are safe. All the kids are 
having a great time. They have their snacks here in the corner. They've got their little little milk bottles here or whatever, the lactose-free or the soy milk and almond milk these days, the vegan milk. I don't know what they do. The gluten-free milk. It's crazy people. Seriously, man, just drink milk. <laughs> crazy. Anyway, it's probably just Melbourne. Huh? And, so <laughs> and so, yeah, they've got the milk there, right? Got the picture. Anyway, I leave my son Samuel, who, you know, is a daycare at the time. And so I go to work and I host this uh, event with many pastors from our region. And I get them all together and we're sharing our heart with the vision of ACT and what God's going to do. He's going to do amazing things to change, change our entire city and so forth. I'm in the middle of this meeting and I'm speaking at it. And I get a phone call from the director of the child care center. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? It must be serious, right? Sammy must have tipped the almond, or the almond milk or the soy milk or the lactose-free milk all over people's eyes, and they're all like, ah. And she's giving me a call. She goes, Mr. Conda, you need to come to my office right now. I'm like, what are you, like, what's going on? I, I can't. Like, I can't go right now. I'm in the middle of a meeting. Like, I can't leave. She goes, you need to come right now. So I head straight to the daycare center, and literally, no joke, there is an office there and there's two seats in the middle of the office and the lights have been dimmed and she's sitting on one of the chairs. And I'm like, what is this, man? Like, it's freaking me out. I'm feeling a little bit scared. I'm starting to sweat. Man, I'm perspirating like crazy. And so I sit in this dimmed room and I'm facing this daycare director and she's like, Mr. Conda, something serious took place today at the daycare center. And I'm like, oh, okay, what happened? What happened? And she goes, anyway, we've got a new student. He's a Samoan student. He's about four years old. But he's Samoan, so he looks about 20. <laughs> it's like six foot. He's four. Like crazy, man. What happened? He's going around hitting people, kicking people, spitting on people, pushing people over, pinching people. He's doing all kinds of things, and he's being very violent. I don't know if home life's good for him. And then, and I'm stressing out. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like he's fully hurting people, biting people, pinching people, like gouging people's eyes out. I'm like, what's going on, man? Like what's happening? And, I, and I'm like, oh, is my son okay? She goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then he got to Samuel, your son. And he threw a punch at Samuel. He walked up to Samuel. He's like winding it up, right? He throws a punch at Samuel. Samuel catches it. He twists his arm like this until his finger pops out. Boop. <laughs> he bites his finger Arrgh! until blood spits out. Pssst. He kicks him over like this. Boof. He stands over him like that and he goes, what? <laughs> Mr. Condor, I've got a serious question. Do you teach your son martial arts? I'm like, that's the most racist thing I've ever <laughs> And no word of a lie, this is what I said. Um, no, but they're Jap originals. <laughs> she goes, it makes total sense now. Crazy kids, right? But to all those daycare directors out there and the principals, it's not my fault, it's not my parenting. They're Jap originals. Leave me alone. It's not my fault. So cool. So that's a bit of a snapshot of my family. How's that? I've got many of those Jap original jokes. Just keep asking and I'll keep telling them. 
love my family, and I'm just so grateful that they release me so I can be with you guys. There is a flame. Talking about the significance and the importance of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing, our life. What can happen before we get a touch from the Holy Spirit and how it transforms our very life and then the outcome and the result of our life is something totally different. It's, it's like you can be so broken and messed up and all of a sudden you get one encounter with God and one touch from the Holy Spirit and your life is being transformed forever. And as I was sharing at the other services, that my father, he was an alcoholic. And so being an alcoholic, we didn't have a very good family, a functional family at home growing up with three older brothers and having my father drinking every night, drinking himself silly and taking illegal substances. And as I explained at the other services that I entered into a hospital as a teenager and there my father was suffering from an overdose and then I held him in my arms as a teenager and he dies in my arms as I'm a young man. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm thinking, my life is messed up. I, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn to. And all of a sudden, somebody introduces me to Jesus. My life has been radically changed because one touch of the Holy Spirit, He got a hold of me. Come on, let's give God a hand. God's about to get a hold of you tonight. I don't know, I don't know what situation you're going through. What circumstance faces you? But I'm telling you, nothing is impossible for God. And all He needs is one moment with you to transform your life forever. And we're going to be talking about that. Romans 8 verse 14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. See, God wants us to be led by the Holy Spirit. Not just to come to church on a Sunday and to attend and to warm a chair and to be cushy Christians warming up the couches. He wants us to be on fire for Him. He wants us to come alive in Him. Being a Christian is the most exciting and adventurous journey you could ever go on. God wants us to be filled with joy, filled with His love, filled with excitement and anticipation and expectation about the future. But He wants to give us His promise. We're going to talk about the promise. This is what John Piper says. Now, he's an author, he is a pastor, he is a theologian, and he's on the conservative side. John Piper is a very conservative Christian. But even being conservative, this is what he believes. He says this in a quote, A Christian without power is a Christian who needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Even someone like that that has been confused with the power of God, that has wrestled with it. He has studied so much that he cannot, he cannot speak against or deny the fact that there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. See, in the four Gospels, Jesus is announced that he would come. John the Baptist goes, man, I'm making this grand entrance for God to enter into earth. And John the Baptist is describing Jesus. And in all four Gospels, he describes him as something. And only in one Gospel, he describes Jesus as the Lamb of God who's come to take away the sins of the world. And that is John chapter 1, verse 29. 
But in all four Gospels, John the Baptist describes Jesus as the one who is coming and he is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. He is reiterating the fact that Jesus, yes, he takes away your sin. Yes, Jesus forgives you. Yes, Jesus has given you grace and love and compassion, but he stirs you up with a fire that when it touches your life, you will never be the same again. That's Jesus, the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. This is how the New Testament describes Jesus. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says this, You shall receive power. Turn to the person next to you and say, Power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses. Power. Power. In the Greek, it is translated dunamis. Dunamis. Greek, translated into English, it's dynamite. Dynamite. I shall give you dynamite power. Turn to the person next to you and say, Dynamite power. If I were to get a surgical tool and open you up right down the middle, there would be so much power, so much force, so much light that comes out of you. If I was to get a surgical tool and open you up, there would be power that would flow through you, from you, from Him. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I was like, oh, as a new Christian, I was like, I don't know if I believe in this stuff, man. Like, you know, as a non-Christian, before I went to church, I didn't even believe in ghosts. I, believed, I didn't believe in anything spiritual. Anything like that was just like, nah, it doesn't exist. And as a new Christian, I go to my friend's house and they're having this prayer meeting. And the pastor of my church is there in the room. And he says, Tao. I'm just letting you know that in the other room, there is a person by the name of Peter and he's given us a doctor's report. He's got gangrene. You cannot heal gangrene. You cannot take away gangrene. This, this, literally, this report says that they're going to amputate both legs in two weeks. Turn to the person next to you and say, keep them on. Keep them on. Keep them on. But you, Taylor, you're going to go into that room and you're going to pray for him. And if he does not get healed, then God's not using you tonight. That's too much pressure, bro. Give me someone with a cold and flu. <laughs> Even a coronavirus, not amputated legs, man. What you doing, bro? Go into that room and pray for him. It's like... But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I said it again, I said it again. And then I said it again. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then I vomit in the toilet and I come back out. Clean myself. <laughs> I'm all good, boys. Here I am. <laughs> oh, Holy Ghost. Here we go. No, I didn't vomit. I felt like it. though. <laughs> Seriously, man. So I walk into this room and I'm just like, Ooh, what's going on? 
I don't know why every room I walk into, when it's pretty crazy, they, they dim the lights. Is that just me? <laughs> I don't know. They've got a dimmer in every crazy room. Okay. So I walk in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feel that power. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. You didn't see that because the lights were gone. <laughs> and so I walk in the room. And you just, you just, you just need to start believing. You know how you have believers, but then you've got believing believers? Yeah. yeah. Those who believe shall do these things in my name. Anyway, sorry. And so I walk in the room, and I look at the guy on the chair, and I'm like, man, this is crazy, dude. Like the pressure, right? Telling a young Christian, if, if he doesn't get healed, then God hasn't used you tonight. That's, I don't know, man. So I just repeat the words in my head again. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And I walked close to him. And you've got to kind of fake it till you make it. So I'm walking, walking like Conor McGregor, like this. <laughs> He's like, dude, what are you doing? Don't fly kick me, bro, all right? I just said, just relax. Fake it till you make it. Just relax. Sit there still. Everything's going to be fine. He's like, okay, man. What are you going to do, bro? I'm like, just, just chill, bro. And so... I was about to lay my hands on him. But it's almost like there was an invisible flame in my hand. I just can't explain it, but I knew there was something there. I just knew there was something there. And so I was just like, okay, just receive, bro, just receive. And as soon as I touched him, I felt this electric shot, like a blast, like go from almost my whole body out through my shoulder here, past my elbow, past my forearm, past my wrist, out of my fingers. And as soon as it started going through my fingers, boom, he fell off his chair. And he moved back like a meter or so. And I was like, wow, that was crazy. Dude, that, uh, try and go to Woolworths or Coles and just pray, pray for people. Poof. Sorry, bro. You're right, man. You're right, bro. Go to Macca's, eh? Can I get a slushy? Poof. Ooh. You can have one now. You know, it's like, sorry, man. And I was like, that's crazy. But I said, that's not good enough because that's all awesome, right? That's awesome. But I needed to see the doctor's report. And they came back and there was not a trace of gangrene in his legs. Come on, give God a hand. It's insane. Oh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And Lucy and I went through a really um, tough time, a really um, horrible time, when um, we, we actually lost a child. And so we had Samuel, and uh, yeah, we lost a child, and it was so devastating because we set up the room, had everything, you know, decked out for the child, and we had a name, we knew the sex of the child, it was all organized and all planned, and we couldn't wait to have this child, and I was so excited about this you know, this gift from God to me. And I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And um, yeah, we got the report from the doctor. And he said that, I'm so sorry, hey, this, uh, the child's gone. And I just, you serious? And Lucy's just so heartbroken. And um, it was just like hard to support her. And just to even keep myself going, I was just like, I was real choked up about it because I was like, I was really expecting this to happen, you know. And we went back to the room and we 
took all the pictures down, um, you know, coloured the walls a different colour because we had put in so much effort into preparing for this child and, and we're putting the toys away and the gifts that people had given us, um, the baby shower gifts and just putting them all away and, um, you know, just weeping and crying. And I stayed up at night. I said, God, I need to talk to you. You know, I really need to chat to you. This is uh, an important appoint- appointment. Um, and he goes, Tay, this, is, this wasn't me. I said, I know it wasn't you, but can you understand that I'm very upset? Like, all I do is I serve you, God, and I want, I want people to know about you. And I'd spend my life preaching about you, talking about you, and I go through this. And I'm like, it's, it's painful, God. And why, why is life like this? You know, I've been through so much in my life. And just, can you answer me? He goes, stretch out your hands, Taya. <laughs> what do you want? Name anything, and I'll give it to you. I was thinking maybe a red Ferrari. Right? Or a jet ski. I joined that small group, that jet ski small group. <laughs> hey, boys, I've got 10 jet skis. Just jump on them. I'm the small group leader. Who wants to come to the small group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, Clive's in. Sorry, bro. One Asian's enough. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so racist. I love you. Whatever you want. And I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. And I had such a peace about it. I'm like, wow, God's going to give me whatever I want. And I just knew he would. So whatever I said, I just knew he would. I said, okay. Hmm. Can I have like a day? He goes, no, no, no. Tell me now. I'm like, I just want like 20. Can I phone a friend if you go 50-50? You know, doing one of those things. <laughs> he wants to be a millionaire. He goes, no, nah, tell me now. I said, all right said, while I got my hands out, I want, I want to help people. But give me your fire. Give me, give me a flame. Give me, give me the power of God. I want to see people, everywhere I go, I want to see people get radically healed. Radically healed. I want to see lives changed. I want to see young people that have been through what I've been through, where their fathers die in their arms from an overdose as they're a teenager, a teenager get touched by God and change the world i want to see that god give me some power give me some fire and literally as i laid i haven't i don't think i've shared this story with anyone before in any church ever so this is special for you guys this is you guys are yeah okay and so i've i've got my hands out and literally i see a flame it's going through the root the ceiling i'm like there's so much power here god he goes when you lay your hands on people there's going to be such a power People won't be the same again. But this isn't for you, Tao, to feel good. This is for them to be empowered. So go and preach the good news. Bring liberty to the captives. Set free those who are prisoners. This isn't for you. This is for them. I said, wow, God, thank you. So I, like every person who's got a fast car, you test it out, right? <laughs> you try it out. It's crazy. So I went to one church and they brought a, uh, over a deaf person. I'm like, give me the coronavirus or something, like a cold and flu. Don't give me a deaf person. The, the ears were closed up fully. I'm like, man, 
that like can I get a deaf person with the um, like with the ear hole open up a little bit because then we could work we've got a halfway in it 50-50 call a friend what do we do <laughs> you know and so they're like past her and no, she's deaf and we all know who she is because she grew up with us she was pretty much birthed in our church like she's grown up with us since she was a baby in our church and we all know her her name is Rachel and she was born deaf and we all know that but talking about this fire to her show us I'm like okay easy that's fine God if you don't do this I'm dead God please help so laid hands on Rachel it's crazy I felt this warmth it's like this is awesome and then the ear hole pop bigger and bigger and bigger she starts to cry I can hear for the first time I can hear for the first time. Come on, give God a hand for that. I can hear for the first time. Because I noticed that when I said to God, thank you for the flame, you know what God said to me? You're not special, Taya. Everybody can have a flame. Wow. What do you mean? Everybody has a flame just for them. It's like got their name on it. Do you remember that story about the 120 in the upper room? How many of those people received the flame? Don't go anywhere. Stay in Jerusalem and wait for my promise, says the Lord. Wait for the gift, the gift, the promise. Don't go anywhere. And when you receive that gift, go to the outermost parts of the world and preach the gospel and bear testament to the power of God. And each and every one of you will receive a flame. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's a flame for you. There's a flame for you. And suddenly a sound came from heaven, like a rushing of a mighty wind. And then a flame landed on every single head. There is a flame that has your name on it. And you can, you can receive this power and walk in this authority and showcase God's glory so that many people may see Jesus as not just a fictional religious figure, but it's someone who is real, who is alive, who is active and powerful. Nothing is greater than Jesus. There is no cancer. There is no sickness. There is no virus. There is no one. There is nothing that is greater than the name above every other name. And that's the name of Jesus. Let's give Him a crazy praise. Jesus. There is a flame for everyone. Thank you, God, that there is a flame for everyone. I'm just going to ask everybody to stand up right now. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bright Weekly Podcast. We hope you're encouraged today and we'd love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to brightchurch.com.